Welcome back to the Leverage Podcast. I'm Ari Mizell. And I'm Nick Sonnenberg. And our guest today is Michael Bungay-Stanier. And he is the author of The Coaching Habit. So, uh, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me along. Tell us about the book. Tell us about The Coaching Habit. Well, look, I've come to the conclusion that whatever you do in life, being more coach-like is just a really practical, useful thing to do. It can help you be more focused. It can help you be more productive. It can help you engage people. It can help you have people be happy around you. And the whole thing about coaching is it comes with a whole bunch of baggage. You know, oh, life coaching. That's a whole bunch of people in gauzy, pastel-colored clothing with incense or executive coaching. You have to be kind of wearing a power suit or something like that. And for me, it becomes down to this coaching or being more coach-like is just, can you stay curious just a little bit longer? Can you give advice and rush to action just a little bit slower? And that's what the book's about. It says, look, let's try and strip coaching down to its essentials. If you have seven good questions, you're going to make really great progress in being more coach-like. So in the book, chapter one, here's how you make a habit. So you can actually turn insight into action. And then the remaining chapters here are the seven best questions you can ask. That's going to make a difference. So is the book for people that want to become a coach or is it for people to become more coachable? I'm going to say there's a kind of middle ground. It's like people who go, it would just be more useful in my life if I could be more coach-like. You don't have to, you don't have to put on the, the Superman coach outfit. You just have to go, look, if I could just be curious a little bit longer, that's actually going to help me live a better life. So what motivated the book? Like, did you, um, you know, have some experience being coached yourself and uh, yep. from those experiences decide to pursue a book? Yeah, you know, so I'm the founder of a company called Box of Crayons. And as a, a small training company, what we do is we give busy managers the practical tools so they can coach in 10 minutes or less. So part of the motivation of the book is I've been training people on how to do this for 10 years. And I'm like, I think I've cracked it. I think I've figured it out. Let me share that with the world. You know, putting on my business hat, it's also a great way of actually helping people discover Box of Crayons and get interested in the programs we have. And so in a perfect world, the book feeds the programs, the programs feeds the book, it becomes this virtual circle of glory. You know, so, you know, it's, it's interesting for me. I, I think that one of the more important things that somebody should do if they want to be a better coach is to be more coachable. Totally. And so... What are some things that you think people can do to become more coachable? At its heart, that's a great question. I mean, at its heart, I think it's a, a question to ask yourself about how vulnerable are you willing to be? And rather than try and project onto other people, I'll just talk about myself. It's like I am a bit of a nightmare to coach. I'm not that coachable because here's the thing. I'm trained as a coach. I'm smart. I'm pretty quick. And I'm, I'm masterful at avoiding difficult questions. So part of what I've done to try and make myself more vulnerable is practice. And one of the things that's been incredibly helpful for me is, is building a mastermind group, like a brain trust, we call ourselves. These are people who are good coaches. But we've been working together for 10 years. And one of the ways you become more coachable is you hang out with people who no longer fall for your BS. <laughs> you can't kind of persuade them that you're trying to do something when you're not really doing it. So I think that's part of it. It's like, okay, what's the route for you to become more vulnerable, to own up? to kind of connect to how you're feeling. I think probably if there's a second tactic there that might be useful, and again, this is just me kind of talking about my own experience, is to get more kind of conscious about how you're feeling physically, how you're feeling in your body. Because if you're like me, in some ways, you're, I'm a pretty heady guy. Like in some ways, I've always thought my body is just a device to carry my head around. But there's actually a ton of wisdom that comes from being more conscious about actually how your body's reacting, how you're actually feeling. 
And if you can access that, that opens up new avenues of wisdom and new avenues of vulnerability as well. You mentioned before, you know, life coaches and other, like, so there's different kinds of coaches, right? So do you think that's yep. like a business coach and a life coach or accountability coach, right? Or just yep. ability, like, so do you need all of those or do you need one or what? Well, it's, it's finding the person who can best serve you in the moment. And they don't even have to come with a label like that. You know, sometimes it's a mate, sometimes it's a friend, sometimes it's a, you know, a spouse or a partner, whatever it might be. You know, there are times in your life where, for instance, you need somebody to hold your feet to the flame. The very first time I wrote a book, I hired my coach and her only job was to go, Michael, focus, stop getting distracted, stop finding ways to avoid writing a book. That was it. That's all she did. But, you know, that no longer serves me. The coach I have at the moment, he is about helping me grow my business. He's about scale. So he's about Michael. Be smarter about money, Michael. Be more courageous, Michael. Be more strategic in the work that you're doing. You know, the people who I work with, my mastermind group, their job is to kind of go, Michael, this is what you're like as a leader. Hold up the mirror. So different people can play different roles. And I think it's really about what do you need at the moment to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And I agree, actually. So the obvious question is, how do you know what you need in the moment? <laughs> right. And, and of course, that's part of, you know, one of the questions in the book, the, the, we call it the foundation question, actually, because it's right in the middle and it's the heart of this, is this simple but difficult question, what do you want? Because when you ask people, what do you want? You know, that, in other words, where do you want to get to? What, who are you trying to be? What are you trying to do in this world? It's a pretty hard question. And if you really hold them there, so you don't necessarily accept the first easy, fast, glib answer, you actually see people wrestle with it. And, it's, and you know, just having somebody ask that question and kind of have you kind of dig down and say, what do you want? What do I want? Who do I want to be? Those are all great, difficult questions to wrestle with. I know you said you had your mastermind, but do you have coaches currently? Uh, as in people who coach me? Yes, yes. Yeah, I do. So actually, I, I work with a guy called Ernest. He's been my coach actually for probably six years, six or seven years. So he's another guy who I've let in under, under my defenses enough. So he just doesn't fall for any of my cunning tricks that try and avoid being coached or pushed or provoked. He's like, yeah, I can see what you're doing, Michael. It's that thing you always do. So no, that won't work. Let's tackle this issue. So for me, it's, it's finding those people who I can't, <laughs> I can't distract. And Ernest is a key part of that for me. You still find yourself, even after six years working with this guy, to try to, like, I, don't, I don't know if the word is trick, but avoid the tough questions uh, still? Well, it, that's another really interesting question because I think one of the things that often happens in many coaching conversations, coaching relationships, is there kind of comes this kind of psych codependence happening. You know, the coach is going, this is awesome for me. It's business. I get to talk to this person every month or every two weeks or whatever. They pay me a bit of money for it. And the person who's getting coached sometimes goes, look, you can tell I'm committed to progress because I have a coach. But the real question is, are you actually making progress? Is this still useful? Does this still serve a purpose? You know, one of the reasons that I've worked with Ernest for as long as I have is, as I've grown and as the business has grown, and therefore we've hit different challenges you know we're now at this size and we're now trying to scale to this and we're now trying to buy that or be sold to that i need a different level of expertise and Ernest is still providing that for me 
for people who are actually coaches, you know, what, what can they take away from the book? Well, you know, in, in some ways though, you're the people I wrote the book for <laughs> like coaches. They've gone through training. They've had stuff. They, they know a bunch of stuff already. It's for the rest of us, the normal people who go, I don't know. I don't want to be a coach. I've, I've met some coaches. That's the last thing I want, but it could be useful if I could find a way to, and here's the ultimate promise, particularly if you work in an organization, work for yourself. What if I could work less hard, but have more impact? And that is actually a pretty tempting invitation to lots of people because lots of people are working too hard and having less impact in the work that they wish. So part of what the people will take from this book is understanding that actually seven good questions can bring greater focus, can bring greater impact, can bring greater meaning. An earlier book I wrote is called Do More Great Work. came out about five or six years ago. And it says this, look, everything you do in your life falls into one of three different buckets. It's either bad work, good work, or great work. Bad work, mind-numbing, soul-sucking, life-crushing, waste of time, bureaucracy. Good work is your job description, so productive, effective, getting stuff done. But great work is the work that has more impact and the work that has more meaning. And I think that's what coaching can be a doorway towards is how do you get to do more great work, more of the work that has impact, but also more of the work that has meaning for you as well. So how does it work um, with your company, Box Crowns? Like uh, if I wanted to sign up, like what would be the process and what's the offer? Yeah. So our, our primary offer is to the kind of the, the world of big enterprise. So we typically work with like Fortune 1000 companies um, and they go, hey, we, we need our managers and our leaders to be coaches or be more coach-like. And we'll come in and figure out how we fit into their strategy and their scheme of things. And then we run training programs around that. We don't do a whole lot of stuff kind of, if you like, B to C, business to consumer, business to individuals. You know, we've got the book on the website, boxofcrowns.biz. We do offer a ton of just resources for people, videos and downloads and papers and, and maps and podcasts and all that sort of stuff. But we don't do a whole lot of, hey, here's our product. You can buy this for you know, $9.99 or whatever it might be. Um, the book is definitely the best place to start. Okay, well, Michael, so the last question we always like to ask in these interviews is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? And you can interpret that however you like. Well, there's always a caveat, which is never take anybody else's advice too seriously because they don't really know what they're talking about and they don't know what you're up to. So just I'll put that out there. But if I had to give three pieces about being more effective, because that's a great question. The first is, get much better at saying no to stuff. You know, there's a quote I keep by my, uh, my computer, so I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's from Steve Jobs, you know, he's quoted everywhere. But he says, focus means saying no to the hundreds of other good ideas that are out there. And so that's one way of being effective. Here's another quote, so here's the second point I would offer up. It's from a poet, a guy called Charles Bukowski. And Charles Bukowski says, look, if you're going to try, go all the way, otherwise, don't even start. And the third quote that I use so to kind of motivate me to be more effective is from the guy who created Polaroid, Edward Lund. And he says, don't undertake a project unless it's almost impossible and scares the hell out of you. It's, it's a misquote, but it's something like that. So I'd say those are my three pieces of advice, which is don't start anything unless it kind of scares you and inspires you. Secondly, if you're going to start, go all the way, go fully into it. And thirdly, if you're going to say yes to that, you've got to get better at saying no to stuff. So build up that muscle so that you can say no to more things more easily, more quickly. Michael, that's great. Thank you. We're going to have links to all books in the show notes. Thank you.
But is, I guess Box of Crayons is the best place for people to go to is find out everything about you? You know, uh, boxofcrayons.biz is great, but it, it focuses mostly on the programs we have. If there's a website that people wanted to check out and it's connected to the book, it's actually the name of the book, so thecoachinghabit.com. And there's tons of videos and downloads and stuff for people to pillage if they're interested. Great. Well, Michael, thank you for your time. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me along. Want to create more positive leverage in your life? Visit www.getleverage.com to access additional interviews, our blog, and more. Be sure to subscribe to hear a new episode every week.